Hi guys, welcome to Awaken Agile, where we talk all things Agile. We've got a great session lined up today. I had a Scrum Master Guild yesterday and there were some topics left over in our Lean Coffee. Uh, I brought them to the podcast and we're going to talk through them. So buckle up guys, here we go. Good morning, Jordan. I am well, thank you. How are you? That's the way. Yes, very good, very good. It's a Friday. Every time we record these sessions, it's a Friday, so generally, I'm pretty good. Yes, Friday <laughs> is probably the best day of the week because you, you know you've got the weekend coming up. Yeah. Just on that, I, I think I, I love Friday afternoon more than any time of the week because you can't get any further away from the next day at work. Yeah. Yeah, true. That's true. Yep. Because the next day is the Monday, unless you're a workaholic and you work on the weekends, which some people do. Yes. Which is a bit sad. But anyway. Been there. Yeah. yeah. How was your ride last week? Uh, Yeah, really good. Yep. Um, We rode through the Brizzy Ranges um, and it was just beautiful, sunny. Dad is a much better rider than me. So he pulled away quite a lot, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Stayed at, I went to a nice little cafe in the country and it's a motorbike cafe. Um, and so there's just all these tr- like classical motorbikes and the guy there, he's probably 80 that runs it, runs the cafe and, um, and everything there is naturally organically grown. Everything mm. you eat is, is from the, from the farm cafe. There. Wow. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, so he just loves coming up to the bikies and, and having a chat and <laughs> talking about bikes. And it's just, it's the best experience. Great. Sounds yeah. like a good um, uh, re- reset, refresh. Good, good thing to do. Oh, absolutely. How was your mental health? Absolutely. How was your board games? Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, caught up with, with a school, a school for a high school friend. Um, yeah, hadn't seen him for a long, long time. Yeah, played a few a few board games. Uh, very like I'd, I'd hadn't played these ones before, so I was quite the novice and got got absolutely trounced. But it was it was good just to have some fun and some banter and a bit of pizza and, and uh, yeah. So I got there at two and left at ten. So it was a good long oh, nice. yeah. catch up session. So yeah, that was that was fun. That was oh, fun. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are we what are we going to talk about today? We've got a few topics. I had a Scrum Master Guild yesterday, um, and I, I, it wasn't such a lean coffee because lean coffee often grab a topic, talk about it for a few minutes, and then move on. We had one or two topics that were chosen uh, for this lean coffee, and it just took the whole session, which you know can be really great. Um, but mm-hmm. we got all these we had all these topics left over that people had created for lean coffee, and I thought, why not? Let's just talk about them. Sure. And for the uninitiated, what is a Scrum Master Guild? Scrum Master Guild, yeah, I don't know if it's a universal term. I don't know. Um, or a Scrum of Scrums, I suppose. Is it a Scrum of Scrums? So could we describe it as a, a group of like-minded individuals who want to come and talk about topics of interest to them or challenges they're having? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in in the Scrum Master Guild in our department, 
um, of the company we work for, we have other scrum masters that come from other departments as well. Uh, they may learn a thing or two, and I go to I go to their scrum master guilds. We also have people like POs and and um, and people that like other squad members or other members of a scrum team that aren't a scrum master or product owner and want to learn, which is just awesome. Okay, so it's a bit like a community of, of practice where where in the real world you might you might have a, a group a gardening group that come together and talk about gardening and how to grow plants and and different things like that. Here mm. it's it's for it's for agile practices and scrum, so it's a, a community like that. Yeah, absolutely. And then a, a lean coffee is a method to get some topics up on a board, and everyone votes for the top topics, and then you discuss those over a couple of minutes, and then then move on to the next topic. And people either go away with actions or, or new ways of doing things, and and that's cool. Mm, yeah, and traditionally, um, when they are discussing a topic, you might give it three or four minutes and then uh, have a quick vote if they want to continue talking about that item or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you give another minute or two if they do. Yeah, it's a good it's a good quick fire way to get through a lot of information rapidly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, we've got three or four, maybe five topics here on the board. I'm just going to list them out and let's just quickly talk about them. What do you sure? Think? Let's awesome. do that. Sounds good. Do we estimate or include story points for user stories that aren't related to the squad? Yeah, so when you say aren't related to the squad, is this work that another squad is doing? Sorry, a work that a a related team is doing? Yeah, let me give you the context. Um, It could be, you know, a mop-up of a project that you're finishing up. So you might be in a team that's just finished a project uh, and you're starting a new project now or you have been for a little while, but there are some cleanup activities that you need to do for the previous project. Uh So it's not part of your current scope uh, or I don't know, maybe you're helping out another team. So there's a bit of work involved there. Mm -hmm. could be literally anything ad hoc, really, Um, something planned or, or unplanned. Yeah. So my response to that to the team would be, is it work that, any of us are doing and if it is then it probably should be estimated and put on put into the sprint on the board because it's consuming it's consuming your capacity mm. if it's if it's work that another that you're, you're entirely dependent on the other team to get done then you need to know about it so it needs to be on on your board but if it's not consuming capacity from the team then probably not worth worth estimating it the other team might estimate it and you might have a um a related story or a related ticket on your board just so you can keep track of it and go back to that team every couple of days and say are you done are you done yeah that that would be my my advice to the team what how what did what did you guys think about it yeah this one this topic was actually spoken about um and there were two kind of methods. One was reduce the capacity of some of the team members that might be working on that ad hoc work. Um, now, how do you do that when it comes into the sprint halfway through? You don't. Yeah. So, I would suggest that you would create a story and estimate it. But then then it, I asked the question to myself, what about the burn-up? So, yeah. after you've reflected, let's say you've added an extra five or eight points into the sprint because of the ad hoc work that's not related to your scope. Mm-hmm. And you've reflected that you have done um, 70 points of work instead of your normal 62. 
and that burns up through the burn up of your project scope, there are eight points there that falsely burnt through. Yeah. Unless, unless you add that, those points to your project scope. Yeah, exactly. So I would find a way to um, visualize that what, what you might call in inverted commas, that extra work or that, that added work. So you've got your original scope of your your project or original scope of your sprint or your scope of your work. Something new comes in that might be unrelated to that project. Uh, let's say some, someone uh, is offered to go on training and they do two days of, of training. That reduces the capacity of the team. Um, but you need to, So you need to report on that and reflect that somehow visually. If the team doesn't deliver their sprint... The sprint goal, then you've got a reason why, and you can talk to that. Mm, I like I like the why bit. I think that's the most important thing when in showcases or reflecting your current data. Why is you know why has your scope changed, or why haven't you met your goals, or why yeah. why this and that really? Yeah, yeah, and it's a discussion in that team. You know, if, if mm. that person does have a genuine uh, growth goal to go on this this training, and the team says, "Yeah, go mm-hmm. for it," then then yeah, they should do it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Happy to move on? Yeah. Go. Let's, let's quick fire. Let's get through these. Good. Um, here's one. I don't, understand, I don't know the context behind this because it wasn't spoken about, so let's just have a crack. Ceremonies. What ceremonies do you use and how do you get buy-in? <laughs> well, <clears throat> if you read the Scrum Guide, if you don't do all the ceremonies then, or events or whatever you'd like to call them, then you're not doing Scrum. Mm. And in a couple of places, it actually says if you do if you do the all of the events, they're designed to reduce the number of meetings. I would say to people, you know, I've been quite blunt in the last couple of weeks with with some people saying, you know, which ceremonies can we skip and which ceremonies should we do, or or you know, they come to me and say, oh, we've got too many meetings. And I say, well, get better at doing the ceremonies. And I can help you do that, but get better at that and you won't have as many meetings after the meetings. And if you're skipping them, then you're, you're doing your team and your uh, customer a disservice. Mm. Good. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, I think the question on how do you get buy-in, I know the teams, a, a lot of the teams that I work with, um, Buy-in on backlog refinement sessions is the hardest to get buy-in yeah. on. Yeah. Um, how, would you, how would you try to get buy-in on that ceremony? So what's worked for me in the past for teams just starting off with, with trying to refine the backlog because it can be one of those draining, boring style sessions is schedule an hour and we just set the scene and say, look, this is going to take time. It's going to be tedious for the first couple of sessions, but with practice, you'll get a lot better. And if, if we only refine one story in this session, or if we only refine one piece of work in this session, that's okay. We just want to get through it and do it right and have the story ready for the next sprint. And then in the next session, you might do two stories or three stories. Once they've done three or four sessions, they understand it, they get practice at it, and they're spitting out, you know, 10, 20 stories in an hour. 
and they see the benefit in it because then their sprint planning becomes a very short exercise because the stories are ready to go. They pull them into the sprint plan and there's very few questions asked. Yes, you still ask if, if, the, if there's new information for the stories in the sprint plan, but it's a very quick exercise. Mm. And surprise, surprise, shorter, less meetings. Mm-hmm. I love that. I especially, um, I especially love the, the concept of setting that expectation to start with. I think when you prepare someone for something, you get a lot more buy-in. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Awesome. Uh, next topic, difference between definition of done and acceptance criteria. Did you want to talk about that? Or yeah, I'll, I'll dance around it and yeah. then... Uh, <laughs> And you can pull me, pull me aside when I'm off track. Um, definition of done. Um, well, it's, it's interesting because I've had a, a few new scrum masters ask this question. Um, and I think there's a bit of a gray line there that they're unsure of. So my blunt understanding of it, and it's pretty clear in the uh, scrum guide as well, acceptance criteria, what are the things that need to get done for that story? What are those checklist items? What are those... What are the actual things you need to do, activities, actions, to get that piece of work done? And that's that piece of work. That's that's regarding that piece of work only. The definition of done for my teams, we have a blanket definition of done for all stories in the project. Mm-hmm. So the definition of done might include acceptance criteria has been met um, by the whole checklist, uh, PO has uh, reviewed and signed off, mm-hmm. um, comments have been added in the tickets to explain what happened in the story, the mm-hmm. progress of the story. That, that's just an example. And, it's and, been tested. Yep, yep, absolutely. And the idea, and, and definitely in the Scrum Guide they talk, talk to this, is the idea is that the definition of done should grow and develop mm-hmm. as your squad develops, as the quality of your work develops. Yep. The way, the way I think of it, I think of who, who is it for. So the definition of done is for the team to understand when their stories or when their, their increment or their sprint is done. Uh, the acceptance criteria is for the product owner to, as, a, as a checklist. So when you take your work to the product owner, that's, that's the acceptance criteria that the product owner has uh, to, to know that when the story is done. Um, and then when you think you've finished a piece of work, you take it to the, to the product owner. Uh, I think I've met all the acceptance criteria. Let me show you. And the product owner says, yep, that's, that's done for me. And then uh, you can take that work and tick it off against your definition of done as well to make sure that all the other things that the team have decided uh, is completeness uh, is, is actually done. Hmm. Yep. Makes Absolutely sense? agree. Absolutely agree. Yep. All right, beautiful. Next topic, um, how do we estimate our plan, the analysis work? How do we estimate, sorry, or plan the analysis work? Uh, when you say an analysis work, does that mean you're just starting off uh, with a piece of work and you're trying to discover what needs to be done? Yeah, I, I think it does come under the discovery work, possibly a new project, uh, maybe your spike stories. Yeah, so it sounds to me like there's a big unknown. So given a bit of work and simply don't know what to, where to start, what to do, it sounds to me that, yeah, how do, how do we estimate when we, do, when we don't know everything about everything? And that's, that's fine. That happens. Uh, I would ask the person or the team, 
you know, have you done similar work like this in the past? Yes. Okay. How did, what size was that? And then estimate, you know, is it similar? Is it double? Is it triple? How, how do you, how do you think, you know, just estimation doesn't have to be a deep dive exercise. It, it, relative estimation should be quite quick. Uh, the other thing you could do is say, okay, we, we this is a complete unknown piece of work. Why don't we run a what's known as a spike or an investigation story in the next sprint? We'll time box it to a certain amount of time. You spend two days or whatever is the agreed. You spend that amount of time on it. And once you've finished that amount of time, that's it for that sprint. And hopefully by spending that time, you've learned a bit more about the work and then you can create some stories for the following sprint to, and estimate those to get, to get more into the work. Does that make sense? Mm, yep, absolutely. Yep. I think time boxing those analysis work, analysis pieces are, are key because it's easy to go down a tangent and dive in, learn something, come back. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, that's the point is to have that feedback loop to say, yes, I've learned something. I've found out something new. This is actually going to be a massive piece mm-hmm. of work or it's not. It's going to yeah. be quite easy to do. Um, and the idea is to do a little bit of investigation to get, to get as far as you can and then feed that back to the team, the product owner, to whoever needs it so that you can, you can move forward or not. Mm. I definitely find that um, it's so important if you have multiple epics or cohorts or whatever you use, if your project is sliced in, in multiple different increments and, and sequential kind of components, um, add those spike stories in to your sprints early so you know how big the work is yep. down the track. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Yeah. It, uh, so that you're not uh, you don't want to spend too much time, too many sprints burning away energy and time on unknowns because that's that's when your you project end dates will, will start pushing out. Yeah, and it'll be a surprise. And that's another thing too. And it'll be a surprise and your stakeholders will start asking questions and yeah. start wanting to get more visibility on what, what's happening and that puts stress on the team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, do we have time for one more topic? Yes. All right. <laughs> I, I, depending on the topic, I think, because... Not this that is, I'm, I'm not the boss of time, but uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> planning, planning and ramping up a new squad. It's probably a whole other session, isn't it? Yeah, planning and ramping up a new squad. That is, uh, can be quite a big, big topic. Uh, but just very, very briefly, um, pre-planning is probably bigger than the actual startup itself and the run of the squad. Um, there's lots of research out there which says once you've pre-planned, you know, who's in the squad, who's in the team, the dynamics of the team, are the team actually a, a proper team or not, if you get that right and then launch the team in the right way, uh, you know, what are our behaviours? Uh, when are we going to get together? Uh, how do we manage our work? That kind of thing. Then the actual running component of the team uh, isn't um, isn't as onerous as, as you set up. So, yeah, launching a new team is very, very important. But we, you're right, it, it's probably a, a topic all on its own. Mm. 
Sounds like a squad contract or a team contract as well. Yeah, team contract, but um, it, it's more than that. It's it's roles and responsibilities. Who's responsible for what? Simple things like who who writes stories. Is it the product yeah. owner or is it the team? Uh, and just to get agreement on that. Will the Scrum Master start uh, ceremonies on time or do we have a five-minute leeway because you've got to run from meeting room to meeting room? Little, Or, cl- or in this case, click. Click from meeting room. Click meeting from room. meeting room to meeting room. Yeah, <laughs> you know, li- little little things like that. Uh, yeah. Me, I, I'm I'm pretty religious. I will teach people to be on time by starting on time. Mm-hmm. If you don't start on time, then people will think, oh yeah, I've got a couple of minutes to go and you know do something else, something else, and then I'll join. But no, 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 start on time. If you're not there on time, then. But it, that, that's that's sort of thing. That's that's getting away from launching a new team. So yeah, yeah who's yeah. who? Who's who in the zoo? Uh, a squad contract or, you know, our behavioural norms, um, they're, they're think, things that need to be done early. I reckon, what, what do you think? Let's do this topic next week, launching a new team. Sure. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And we, I can bring some, some, some research uh, from industry uh, mm which talks a lot about this subject. And it's not, not my work, but uh, it, it makes total sense. Mm. Awesome. Fantastic. Want to call it there? Yep. Let's do it. Beautiful. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening in today. I really enjoyed that session. I hope you did too. Give us feedback at Awaken Agile on Facebook or Twitter. Look forward to uh, having you listen to us next week. Bye for now.